welcome to today's episode of In Fellowship, the podcast where we explore community building through a chapter-by-chapter read of The Lord of the Rings. My name is Ellen. And my name is Anna. And in today's episode, we're discussing all of book four of The Two Towers and wrapping up season four of the pod, which is Cuckoo Bananas. I know. I... I think this has been a running theme in each of the wrap-up episodes, but it's Mm -hmm. like, can you believe we've made it this far? (laughs) And every time we say to ourselves, no. Can't believe it. We can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how I feel right now. Well, because it feels like, it just feels like we have covered so much as far as both journey distance and book topics, Mm -hmm. and yet it hasn't. It hasn't felt like it's been that much of a an effort, like it's been that much of a like emotional journey or time. Yeah, it just it feels like it's happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I guess we're we're coming up to our year of the pod being out in the world, which is crazy. Yes, that is wild. I will say though, I have been so excited to record this episode. Because mm-hmm. I'm really ready to start reading the next book. Oh, I like peeked absolutely. in there and I'm like, oh, look how good it's going to be. We're going back to the the fun land. There's, there's so many amazing moments in the upcoming book. Yes. And I will say I was pleasantly surprised upon this rereading of how enjoyable I found this fourth book, I was really quite dreading it, if I'm honest. And I think yeah. we talked about that in our wrap-up episode for season three. And it was not the slog that I thought it was going to be. No. We had done a Twitter poll. Or no, I'm sorry. it was a, we, did, we had done an Instagram poll at the beginning of season four launching. The question that we had asked was, is book four just a sad, slow walk? And the majority of people said yes. Mm-hmm. And I think... I think we've proved them wrong. I think we have. Though I think I'm particularly excited for our speed wrap-up. It's one of my favorite parts of our wrap-up episodes. And as I was trying to, you know, cultivate mine, I went through so many options that were (laughs) three or four words. And I was like, is ten words too many? Should it have been five? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can... um... This one's a little bit easier to wrap up because it is, in the other one, there are multiple storylines that you've mm-hmm. been following. And this one, it's really just the same four characters sort of the whole time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So with that, do you want to share with us your speed wrap up? What happened in the entire second half of The Two Towers, a.k.a. Book Four? For sure. Mordor-bound Shirefolk encounter Boggs, Faramir, Shelob, and Betrayal. Gasp. (laughs) I like that you added in the gasp there. That shows us that you were, you had words to spare. (laughs) I had words to spare because my other, my other and alternative was Samwise wields rope, potatoes, and sting to protect Frodo, which is like eight words. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is it too much? Is it too much to say 10? Should we have picked a different number? Um, But it gave me, it gave me some room to play. 
Okay, what was yours? What was yours? Mine is Smeagol and Gollum interchange guiding hobbits through danger. Faramir advises. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I like that. I wanted to call out that Smeagol and Gollum, those are those are two characters. I felt like that we were we were seeing and they were switching off guiding the hobbits. Who do we get today? Do we get Smeagol? Do we get Gollum? Mostly Gollum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. M- mostly Gollum. Mm-hmm. I like yours. I assume, well, first of all, for everyone who can't see our notes, which is literally every listener, <laughs> Faramir Literally is, everybody. <laughs> literally everybody listening currently, uh, aside from Ellen. Uh, Faramir is in all caps, which I think is appropriate because my assumption of your wrap-up was going to be something along the lines of Captain Faramir is perfect, <laughs> and then, like, Frodo and Sam walk places. <laughs> Captain Faramir meets travelers, fights, battle, dispenses wisdom. Yeah. Comma facial hair. <laughs> Hyphen perfection. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's the that whole wrap-up. That was my backup. No, it's <laughs> so good. Uh, Faramir is in all caps because apparently I've texted that too frequently. And so I took these notes on my iPad and the iPad is connected to the iPhone. And it has learned that when I write Faramir, I mean Faramir. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually shouting it. <laughs> so it, uh, it autocorrects it to Faramir, all caps. This is the kind of AI learning that needs to be happening more. Well, that's good. I feel like um, people could really skip just reading it. You know, yeah. we have we have thoroughly summed up what happened in that entire book. Absolutely. You're welcome. <laughs> so from there, shall we transition into our rapid fire fellowship building? Yes, please. And this is Normally, the rules that we abide by here is that it's from the characters we've met so far. Do we mean only the characters in this section of the book? Or can we go all the way back? I feel like up until this point, although it would be much more challenging for us to do only those in the book. Which was my concern, because this is really the first time where... Not all of the characters. I think we definitely chose Sam for some stuff in the last wrap up. So I think it's fine mm-hmm. if we go we go back a little bit. We're building community. We're not cutting people out. Right. We're allowing right. the old friends to to come back and visit. Make new friends but keep the old, you know? One is silver, the other is gold. <laughs> is that too long a hashtag? I don't know. I no. run our Twitter profile. <laughs> So, from the characters we've met so far, who would you choose to go to the movies with and why? I feel like I would pick Sam. Because? Because he would remember to pack snacks. Oh my god, Anna. I was going to pick Sam (laughs) because I'm like, he would for sure go get some popcorn. He right. would probably load us up with some milk, duh, or better yet, peanut M&M's. Right. And that's what we need. Do you remember Reasons, the candy? No. Okay. 
Re- Are you saying raisins? No, 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 no. Reasons, I believe, is what they're called. Um, please excuse the typing. You've made this up. No, no, they're they're real. It is, yeah, R I E S E N. They're a chewy dark chocolate caramel candy, or caramel, depending on how you wanna slice it. Uh, they are delightful. They were sold at the dollar store in our hometown, and they were absolutely our movie snack of choice that we may or may not have snuck into the theater when my fellowship, my mm-hmm. high school fellowship, mm-hmm. would go to the movies. Wow. And so I feel like Sam would absolutely bring reasons. I have never seen these before. They are very chewy. So for any person who's maybe, you know, heavily orthodontied, <laughs> they would be tricky. Yeah, I'm like, I would have had to skip this for the first year of high school. For sure. So now that we know who we're going to the movies with, who Mm -hmm, would you mm -hmm. choose as your grocery bagger? I feel like, I feel like Frodo, Mm. maybe, because he understands the weight of small things Mm. and I Mm -hmm. feel like would pack my grocery bags appropriately yes that's that's my reasoning okay (laughs) yeah i get that who would you pick hmm i would choose even though he's dead boromir (laughs) (laughs) even though he's super dead because because i get my groceries delivered and i want someone strong to carry them to my front door so that I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Hashtag she doesn't have a car. <laughs> right. I respect that. Thank you. Um, I do know that all of my eggs would arrive smushed. But <laughs> I am I'm willing to make some sacrifices in order to not have to carry the gallons of milk um, up to my apartment. Right. I feel like he would treat all of it like a feat of strength. Yes. So it's a real toss of the dice what actually shows up um, unbroken. <laughs> Watch me pick up 17 bags at once. Huzzah! And then he would r- run to me. <laughs> Huzzah, Captain Boromir. Yes. My eggs are smushed. <laughs> so that's that's why I would pick. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Okay, our next question Mm -hmm. who would you choose as your librarian for librarian i feel like i i feel like the obvious choice is captain faramir oh he is such a wisdom dispensing yeah bit of an oracle i feel like he has good probably classical taste like he's definitely not advising any young adult reads no but i think overall i think he'd make a good a good librarian. Mm-hmm. Who would you pick? I would choose. I would choose Aowen. Mm-hmm. Because she's she's very quiet. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she would be very judgmental if I wanted to check out some sugary sweet tween reads. You know, <laughs> throwing it back to uglies that's one of my favorite oh YA stories yes it's a good one if i wanted to go back and read that as an adult i don't think anyone anyone would be like yeah you do mm-hmm. you hashtag open hearts woman. open minds yeah mm-hmm. that's that's what she that's what she emotes and again she's also very quiet which i would want in a librarian 
Yes. Kind of like a ghost just floating through the bookshelves. Just the quiet rustling of her. Yes. Of her like, skirts. cloaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Softly touching all of the books as she passes. When can I go to war? <laughs> this is such a, like... <laughs> romantic but like dark academia academia aesthetic that we've cultivated for her and it feels very on brand yeah i think i think it would suit her mm-hmm. when can i go to war, papa I? yes <laughs> As she hands you your book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay i dig it great now that we've gotten that and perfect that faramir and eowyn can be librarians together Mm-hmm. Some foreshadowing yes. for our next book. That's right. So our final fellowship building question, who would you choose as your landlord? And we already chose Sam, so huge bummer. <laughs> right, 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 right. I feel like everybody in Mordor is just right out. Mm-hmm. Like the antithesis of who you want is Sheila. <laughs> you have to like um, run past her to get to your house before she eats you. She might have made a good grocery bagger, though, with her eight oh, yeah. legs Lots and many legs. eyes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or maybe she ate all of your groceries. It's hard to know. I feel like I feel like King Theoden would be, like, just but fair as a yeah. landlord. So I feel that's going to be my vote, is King Theoden. That's a good one. And he basically is a, a landlord, so... I mean, he, right, maybe it's that's not fair then because he technically is also a landlord to his whole realm. Yeah. No, it just means he's practiced. He has the experience. I dig that experience. I'm about that. I would choose Faramir Mm. because I feel similar to Theoden that he would be just in any landlord Mm -hmm. disputes. I could also call him Malord, which would be kind of fun. Oh my gosh. Yep. All right. <laughs> Landlord Faramir. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do. I think he would be, he would settle any disputes of uh, like a neighbor having a party or loud children after, in the wee hours having a tantrum. He would, mm-hmm. he would address it. He would be a good RA. <laughs> I feel like he's a de-escalator. That would be, that would be a really good question for our next our fellowship next building who would you choose you as your RA? <laughs> living on the floor with just an amalgam of like maybe 18 and 19 i mean i would pick pippin because i want someone very uninvolved <laughs> oh my gosh and pippin pippin would be like instigating yeah things. it would be great it would be great you could have all the parties pippin would be the one that's like asked to leave yeah <laughs> Halfway through the semester. RA on duty. RA Pippin. Mm-hmm. It would be it would be chaos. But it would be fun. Okay. We did it. We built our our we have grown our community four further, four more. We have indeed. So that feels like a good place to kind of take a maybe a, a more earnest, a more serious mm-hmm. approach to what we experienced over our last book. And over our last novel. So I guess one of the questions, as referenced now perhaps multiple times, we've, we started with some pretty low expectations for book four. And on the whole, we're pretty pleasantly surprised by our conversations, by character development, by the pacing of the book for the most part. 
What is something that you've changed your mind about that affects how you understand community or you changed your mind about as a result of community? I think something that I have thought more about because of what we've read here Mm -hmm. is the role of leadership in community. A lot of the times I think of a community as like a group of peers and we're all coming together on equal footing. But this, in in the entire Lord of the Rings book, there is so much delineation between class, between how much responsibility you have, and there are very clear, like, this person is a leader, you know, full stop. And so seeing mm. how people have either been really good leaders or really bad leaders and how that's built or destroyed community has been something that I've been thinking a little bit more about because of what we've what we've seen here in this book. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Did you have something that you you've changed your mind about? I mean, in life, yes, so many things. Mm. I think you know one thing that I've been thinking a lot about recently that really doesn't have much of a tie to the book, or maybe as direct a tie to the book is about climate change. I used to be a little less focused on what climate change meant, what its impact was. It felt very kind of lofty to me, something not so tangible. Mm -hmm. And so it felt really like impenetrable to me as someone who, you know, was in like a Sierra club in high school, but really kind of struggled to, to make that a commitment in my own life. And obviously now as our severe weather events have happened much more frequently that there is i think an undue responsibility or i should say a due responsibility for folks who have means to really look at more sustainable life practices where possible so that's something that i've been thinking about that i really felt like i i made a change on in my own life Mm -hmm. and i was able to do that with i think some pretty like well presented information with community members who were doing small acts of commitment and who were trying to make a change in the ways that were possible for them And I feel like that is maybe a tie into our reading today um, with, you know, Sam perhaps not positioning himself as a hero in this story, but every small decision that he makes, he's able to impact the overall trajectory of an entire community, an entire fellowship, um, and a world. So I think that's that's a good reminder for me that there's... There's power in small moments, and there are, that, in fact, um, those small moments and those small decisions are often what build to make a sea change, like what we're going to see in our in our last book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this book is definitely a small hero's first narrative, mm-hmm. which I love. I think that's we get you know like the classical heroes like Boromir and Aragorn and Faramir. But they're they're not the superstars of the books. It's the hobbits. It's the small heroes making their toast and taking their steps, their hairy hobbit feet. And I do think mm-hmm. that there are even some literal ties into the book that we can look for. Tolkien obviously really valued the natural world mm-hmm. and writes that theme into a lot of the, the last book with the Ents. Mm-hmm. And this book, with how 
disgusting the land is around the enemy Mm -hmm. it's like the the earth itself is it's revolting against sauron Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i hadn't really i hadn't really thought about it kind of in that that way but definitely i mean the idea that sauron and sort of this maybe industrial revolution that's happening through him and certainly that's kind of how it's portrayed in the the movies as well right mm-hmm. is this idea of like non-natural entity made like structures and um like damming of rivers and all these kinds of things and it has this very negative effect on the on the world around it and so i do think that's a very i don't know a very salient reminder mm-hmm. for our our current world yeah he he loved the natural world mm-hmm So that was kind of what I was thinking about while we were wrapping up our wrapping up our reading. Love it. What uh, what questions do you have, or what were you thinking about while we considered considered this book? We spend a lot of time talking about relational dynamics and how we want to improve our relationships with with loved ones through the action items at the end of each episode, and I thought it would be interesting to look at the healthiest and the least healthy relationship dynamics that we see in this book. Do you have mm. any that that jump out to you as like, wow, I want to emulate that or oof, I don't want any of that in my life? Well, I definitely think one of the least healthy relationships is Smeagol and Gollum. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that is a... Uh, a mental health check for most folks, mm-hmm. right? That like all of us, we contain multitudes. We contain multitudes. And so sometimes we're called to be better than our, than maybe we would typically be. And sometimes we're called to be not better than we typically would be. Mm-hmm. And to be mindful about the spaces we find ourselves in and what we choose to chase for energy. Because I feel like at this point, Gollum is just so far gone. I mean, he's he's more Gollum than he is Smeagol mm-hmm. at this point. But there were, again, there were a lot of decisions along the way that, you know, again, we're kind of back to is he, is he accountable to them or not? We can debate that. But he definitely made decisions and they, I think, furthered him along that path. So just that relationship to himself, the way he talks about himself, the way he talks about what he wants, it's just very, very unhealthy. Yeah, I would never want, I think also the relationship of Gollum and the Ring, mm-hmm. I would never want to have any amount of that obsession mm-hmm. either in another person or in an item, just anything. I think that's mm-hmm. that, that single-mindedness is not a relationship dynamic that I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> where can I get more <laughs> of that in my life? <laughs> right right an all-consuming drive to abandon everything you know yeah we should be worried we should be worried if we're making those choices one that i'm i'm thinking of that i see its pros and cons is sam's undying devotion to frodo Mm -hmm. i feel like there are elements of that that are very wholesome and healthy and he is making this choice but then there are other parts that, of the relationship that feel a bit more one-sided. Mm-hmm. 
What do you think? I would agree with that, especially knowing that their starting relationship is Frodo is Sam's employer. Mm -hmm. Or it, it, you know, it's kind of emulated in that way. It feels like Frodo is a one up in a power situation. I feel like that makes it trickier for both of them to have entered into this relationship and this journey on equal footing. Mm -hmm. And so while I really respect Sam for being pure of heart and for loving Frodo as much as he does, it does feel to me that Frodo is only just starting to see Sam as more than his gardener. Right. Yeah, definitely by the end, I, I feel better about their relationship, but there are still parts in here that I'm like, Sam... Mm -hmm. you could do so much better (laughs) yes yeah and i i I think that's tricky too right because frodo also is under the influence of this all-consuming evil Mm -hmm. and so for frodo to make that transition to even maybe a healthier relationship to sam is interesting Mm -hmm. like is it sam that's calling him to do so. What does that say about Sam that he has such an impact that he can kind of counteract the ring in a way that other people, other spaces have really failed to do? But yes, I, I would say that that relationship doesn't always feel the healthiest. Yeah. It goes up, though. Yeah, absolutely. There's an arc. Yes. Is there a healthiest relationship in this book? Is there one that strikes you uh, as, like, all around pretty all right? I mean, I feel like we have to go back to Galadriel and Celeborn to see, mm. like, a real meeting of equals. Mm-hmm. But in this mm-hmm. book, I mean, Faramir does seem to have good relationships with his men. Mm-hmm. That is... You know, there's structure to that. They're they're in the some sort of military, so we have rules on how we're going to follow the relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe the two men who hang out with Frodo and Sam while the fight happens. <laughs> they seemed nice. <laughs> they seem chill. Well, I mean, as far as like equals who appear on the same page, mm-hmm. I feel like Is it Moblung and Damrod? I'm thinking of Gorbag and Shagrat. Oh, That's those right, two. <laughs> the orcs. I thought we were talking about the men. No. Oh, then you're probably right. Um, but no, I'm talking about the two orcs who are like, man, when all this is yes. over, we should just go hang out somewhere and be chill and have no big bosses. How's that sound? His friend's like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they have some. They have some words though. There is some deep mistrust between these two clan leaders mm-hmm. so they do have that that one moment of like yeah let's just go rob some people without anyone telling us who to rob right hashtag fire or whatever it is <laughs> financial independence retire early for the orcs right whatever that would be but they they do have a lot of distrust mm-hmm. maybe that maybe this is This book is dark, and we are the closest we've been thus far to the enemy. And so I think Mm -hmm. it makes sense that a lot of we see a lot of the relationships be a little tainted. Mm hmm. Oh, you know, it's a good relationship, though. 
Sam to the elves. Sam to Sam the elves. Sam to Lady Galadriel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She she makes her sort of like a virtual appearance. <laughs> and this <laughs> she calls yeah, in she, from Zoom. She dials in for for this one with her starlight. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I think there are there are helpers mm-hmm. along the way, right? As Mr. Rogers would tell us to look for. So well, and and maybe that's a lesson to take away as well is that not not one relationship can be entirely perfect, mm-hmm. but there is a way of working through that which is imperfect that makes the relationship healthy. Yes, each relationship has its healthier and unhealthier parts. Mm-hmm. And we see we see a lot of it in this in this book. We see <laughs> yeah, a lot of do. the unhealthy ones. <laughs> Do you want to transition to our action item where we bring a quote from this volume that encompasses an aspirational community goal and share it with each other? Yes, absolutely. I would love to transition to that. Let's do it. So I believe I brought this quote previously, but I love it so much. It's on page 348 in my book, which is in chapter 7, I think, in Journey to the Crossroads. And it's Sam talking to Frodo. And this has kind of been as Sam and Frodo are talking about their journey and Gollum is still with them a little bit, but Frodo is a little worried about their journey being drawing to a close and that it's not going to end well for either of them. And Sam says in response... Maybe, said Sam, but where there's life, there's hope, as my gaffer used to say, and need of vittles. And that is an aspirational community goal to remember that where there are people, there is a cause for hope. And that's how I want to think about our community moving forward. I love that. It is such a good quote, and it really, I see how it fits into this particular action item very well absolutely what was your quote my quote is on page 355 and it's short this is frodo and the quote is i will try Hmm. and the the reason i chose this quote is because i i was thinking very specifically to like where i am in my community and mm-hmm. I am about to dive into, you know, the end of the year, the changing of the seasons where things get super busy, busy at work, moving, traveling, family holidays, and it's easy to lose sight of where your community, in my case, my friends, where they are. And so I just really want to try. <laughs> I want to put forth mm-hmm. an effort and I want to try to stay in touch with everybody and get through the busy fall and the holiday season and not not lose sight of anybody just because I'm I'm busy. Mhm. Well, and the wonderful thing about trying is that you can always try again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't quite get it right that first time, just try again. Just you will try and you will try try again. Again. And that's a good way to good way to move forward oh i like that setting a an achievable bar to jump over (laughs) 
And I think, I mean, not every goal has to be like, you know, the loftiest goal for it to be valuable, right? right? Sometimes it's just, I'm going to make an effort to keep folks on my radar who tend to get lost during a busy time. Mm-hmm. That's that's valuable too. Good, because that's what I'm doing. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So we will try and we will hope. And those are our action Yeah, items. we will try, we will hope, we will we will look look for the life. <laughs> And we will probably have snacks. And snacks. Mm-hmm. And vittles. Do you have any last last thoughts that you want to share about this season or something particularly exciting that you're looking forward to our next book there is a promise fulfilled in the next book Mm -hmm. and i am it is my favorite Mm storyline and i am very excited to talk about it with you all great and that's all i will say (laughs) i love it a little teaser a little teaser moment a little teaser yeah gotta gotta read to find out tune in next time folks Oh my gosh. It's going to be It good. is. It's, it's going to be, really, be really, good. really good. I'm ready for for season 5. <laughs> is there something in particular that you're looking forward to? I'm just ready to to catch up with old friends. I feel like we haven't mm-hmm. seen anybody except for Right. Frodo, Sam, mm-hmm. Gollum, and then Faramir for like a chapter and I talked about him enough that we we dragged out it <laughs> to to make it seem bigger, but you know, I'm 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 a I'm a social butterfly and I I miss the rest mm-hmm. of the fellowship. I want to see where we're at and I'm so excited to catch up. Yes, it definitely feels like for those of us who live where there is cold weather that it feels like the end of winter. Mm-hmm. When, like, it starts to be warm, you start to see, like, folks who live around you more often cuz it's not just <laughs> so brutal outside. to be outside. <laughs> yeah, right. It is spring. The Return of the King is a bit of a spring, a renewal. That's so interesting. I think of it as fall. And it's like you're going back to school and you're going to see all of your friends Mm. that you didn't see. Mm -hmm. Either way, the seasons are changing here on In Fellowship. We're in a transition. (laughs) We're in a transition. It's going to be great. You can pick your season, whatever it is. We're switching into it. (laughs) Get ready. Mm -hmm. You're wearing a lot of light layers. It's going to be Just great. Just one singular jacket, no mittens. <laughs> it's a no mitten, no mitten situation. <laughs> We've recorded this on a weekday. I feel like that should be mm-hmm. named. Um, we are a little loopier than we usually are, but I'm looking forward to our, our future reads, our future discussions, and maybe guests. Yeah. We love guests. Yeah. We love guests. All that and more on In Fellowship. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. (laughs) Today's podcast was brought to you by She Love the Musical. Our music is by Robert Zahn and Simon Dom. If you have thoughts on today's episode or homework assignment, send us a voicemail or email at infellowshippodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to take care of your community, stay hydrated, and thank you for joining us today in fellowship.
The more you learn, someone asks on the internet, is reasons vegan? And no, I can already tell you that because chocolate. <laughs> because chocolate. <laughs> chocolate has milk and milk comes from cows and sometimes goats, but mostly cows. <laughs> that is such an incredible moment that we've captured on air. <laughs> <clears throat> so Sam for snacks um, and Ellen for songs. Yeah. No one would invite me to the movie because I always talk through them. <laughs>